0: might need to flick it on for me. There we are. We're looking at uh, part of the mission statement, following Jesus, caring for each other, impacting the world. In particular this year, following Jesus uh, because it's a, a, a theme that Queensland Baptists have encouraged the churches to do. Got it. And um, Actually, next week I'll be uh, playing a video message from Jason Elmsmore, who's the director of, a move, of our movement uh, in, in, in Queensland Baptist, talking about this very issue of of uh, discipleship. So, uh, that's for next week. But today, we're going to be looking at a passage, only a few verses in Matthew chapter 13, verses 44 to 46, asking the question, what do you treasure? And the reason why we're looking at that is we want to make sure that we're followers of Jesus, not just a part of his fan club, that we're not just fanboys or fangirls, that we are fair income followers of Jesus. And to do that, we need to ask ourselves regularly Today, am I just impressed by Jesus as a fan or am I sincerely following him and doing what he's asked me to do? So every day we should be asking ourselves that question. A couple of weeks ago we looked at, uh, Oh, sorry, this this series of messages is based on a book that I've been reading by a guy called Kyle Eidelman. He's titled it, Not a Fan, But Becoming Fully Committed Followers of Jesus. And so some of the illustrations that I use and the scriptures that I preach from out of that book. We've looked at a couple of verses of recent days. Ah, okay, there we are. Luke chapter nine verse twenty three. Then he said to Jesus, speaking that he said to them all, "If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me." I read a sermon this week by a guy called James, Doctor James Merritt, and he said this: If you are going to follow Christ, you have to go all in. And he's American, bet the ranch, in other words, total package. Give it to God, which means you must deny yourself, die to self and devote self. I was impacted by that statement. Deny ourselves, put Christ first. Die to self, God's will, not mine, and devote myself. Lord, I'm yours. What do you want to do with my life? I wonder if you're, if you're there yet. I wonder if you can answer the question, are you a fan or follower of Christ? As I said, these are the verses that we've looked at in past weeks. Luke chapter 9 verse 23 and also Luke 14 we looked at last week. Verse 25 to 27. A similar thing, Jesus just enlarges on it. Large crowds were travelling with Jesus and turning to them he said if anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, his wife and children, his brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Just remember we were saying it's who is the priority in your life. He's hes not saying you actually hate our brothers, sisters, mothers and fathers. He's saying, put them second, put me first, is what Jesus was saying. Have you ever thought about it? Go back to the previous verse where it says, if anyone would come after me, why, I wondered, why didn't Jesus say, when everyone comes after me, not if anyone. Why didn't he say when everyone comes after me? If you think about what Jesus has done, who he is and what he's done, it should be everyone that comes after me. But there were some conditions that he gave a checkbox for and that's why he didn't say everyone. But why wouldn't we follow Jesus? Think about Jesus. Who is he? He he came from God. What he did, he taught people about the way back to God in a personal intimate relationship. He did incredible miracles. He... um, Died on the cross, he rose again by the power of God to give us that hope of eternal life. What he did was we can come to him, we can bring to him all our all our faults, all our flaws, all our failures, all our strengths, all our weaknesses, and we can come to him. And when he comes to him, guess what? When we come to him, when we bring those things to him, we pass from being lost to found. We pass from darkness into light. We pass from death to life. We pass from being estranged to God, but estranged from God, to embraced by God. We, are part, we pass from eternal lostness into eternal hope. Why wouldn't everybody come to Jesus? Because even though salvation is free, following Jesus can be costly. Because Jesus wants us to deny us to deny ourselves, take up His cross. And follow him daily. So often we come to Jesus on our terms rather than on his terms. He wants us to come on his terms. Now, the title of this message today is, What is your treasure? And often Jesus spoke about this, certainly in the parables. We're going to look at a couple today. And that treasure is along the lines of what I want rather than what God wants. And so often we will say we're chasing after something that's important to ourselves. We're chasing after something that's available to ourselves, our treasure. Jesus wants us to stop holding back and make him our treasure. That's what Jesus wants. I don't know what it costs you. If you're in a marriage relationship, I don't know what it costs you in your dating days, in your pre-marriage days. I know for many many a a romantic man who's chasing after a young lady, they'll do anything they can to capture the attention of that young man, of that young lady, sorry. They'll do anything they can to, sometimes even crazy things to express their love. I don't know if I told you about one chap who I did a wedding ceremony for on Palarenda Beach in Townsville. He wanted to, even though it was the wedding day and he'd already captured, or, sorry, convinced this lady that she should marry him, he wanted to show her his love. And so he planned the wedding for sunrise. And at sunrise, everybody, the guests and everybody walked down the beach, uh, before sunrise, sorry, they all walked down the beach. And when they got there, there was all these rose petals in a pathway up to these rocks where the ceremony was going to happen. And so we started the ceremony and he timed it that they would be giving their rings to each other as the sun came up. And there'd be this golden pathway across the water to where they were standing, from Magnetic Island across the water to where they were standing. So excited in his planning, he wanted to demonstrate his romantic love. He did a crazy thing like that. Got there, it was cloudy. <laughs> so the uh, lady playing the, the flute did wonderful. And uh, you could see the dejection on the groom's face. I said, don't worry about it we we'll just pray. It will be a great service. And it was. It was a great service. And, and prior to the wedding vows, and was prior to giving the rings, I said, how about we pray? And uh, even though the words were coming out here in my head, I was saying, Lord, lift those clouds, please. When we opened our eyes, guess what? This beautiful sunshine pathway across the water. So we do crazy things like that because for him, that man, that groom, his wife was his treasure. And he did everything he can to show her on that particular day and day since, that he loves her. I wonder what we do. If Christ is our treasure, what do we do to show him that we are committed to him? These next couple of verses in Matthew chapter 13, verses 44 to 46, may give some encouragement to you. They're parables, they're um, simple stories with profound meanings. Jesus used the simple things of life with his listeners to teach them some profound truths. Matthew chapter 13 verse 44 says the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it he hid it again and then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. That was his treasure. The second verse verse 45, 46. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. He found his treasure. Jesus was saying, the kingdom of heaven is like that. Following me is like that, he was saying. What happened in this passage? Let's consider what this passage says to us today. First of all, there's an object in this passage. And the question is, what do you treasure? What, what is the object of your treasure? Both the men, both the man and the merchant had an object which was treasure to them. It was something they valued. For us, it could just as easily be a person, someone we value, an object who we consider our treasure. But whatever treasure you have, it, it influences you. Whatever treasure you want, it influences you. What is the treasure in your life? For some of us, it might be family or uh, children or grandchildren or a a spouse. It could be a hobby, a career. It could be investments. It could be our freedom. It could be Jesus. Jesus could be our treasure. I hope he is. So, Jesus had a lot to say about treasure. And he taught that treasure speaks words into your spiritual life. Whatever treasure is, it speaks into your spiritual life. You might say that Jesus is your treasure. How visible is that? If your actions and your words and your attitudes cause you to pursue something else other than Jesus, is Jesus really your treasure? Sometimes People say some things, but their actions and their lifestyle, their life choices don't confirm what they say that they believe. I hope it's not us. But in reality, when all the fluff of life is stripped away, where do you give your time, your money, your energy is where your treasure is. That's the bottom line. You know, one of the reasons I love Jesus' teaching is that he keeps it so simple. He doesn't blur the line of what he expects. And this is another one of those occasions. In fact, in another occasion, he was talking about treasures and he he was really straightforward. He says, don't collect treasures on earth because on earth, those earthly treasures are a danger. Those earthly treasures are artificial. We need to be willing to admit what our treasure is. We need to be willing to put the effort in and the energy to find that treasure in Jesus to find that pearl of great price what is your treasure the object for these two men was the treasure in the field or the pearl of great price okay second thing to think about what was the objective in these two stories well the objective when it comes to treasure is to have it isn't it Yeah. if you if you're looking for treasure if you're on a treasure hunt The objective is to find it and enjoy it or keep it or whatever it is. Well, that was their objective too. Their objective was to, their goal, their aim was to have the treasure, have the pearl of great price. Jesus said a couple of times that we've read in the last few weeks and today, if anybody would come after me, he was saying if you want to make me your treasure, then you have to do some things. If you want to make me number one in your life, then you have to do some things. You know what he was saying there a couple of times? It was an invitation. It wasn't a demand or a command. It was an invitation. If you want to come after me, if you want to follow me, follow after me, then this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. You can or you don't have to do it. It's your choice. You're invited. It is strictly an invitation. An invitation to be accepted, and responded to. So the deal is, do you or don't you follow Jesus? Will you or won't you follow Jesus? There's no middle ground. You can't think, oh, he's a nice guy, but I don't want to follow him yet. It's all in, all in. It means you're following him. If he's your objective, you're following him, not just cheering him on. Your objective is to know him, to walk with him. And obey him. Whatever gets our focus is usually our treasure. If our focus is not Jesus first, then he's not our treasure. Uh, in the book by Kyle and he uses an interesting story about the, the different change in focus between boys and girls and friendships over the years. You might have experienced this. Grade one and two, you hear the comments stay away from them, they give you germs. but by 5th and 7th grade the boys and the girls say "Mm, a friend friend like her or a friend like him might be nice and by the time they get to high school I've got to have one of those (laughs) so a meaningful relationship is the aim of that story that that person becomes their treasure you have to have it you know a follower of Jesus only has one treasure you know what that is? Jesus so we've looked at the object, the objective in these two stories. What about some of the obstacles? There are some obstacles to these two fellows in their search and obtaining of the treasure. Both of these guys had the obstacles, but they didn't have the money. That sounds for me for most of us, doesn't it? You want something, something's important to you, but you don't have the money. Well, this was their case. But what did they do? They didn't think it was too expensive, They went out and did something about it. Interestingly, the man in the field he went out, he buried the treasure back down. He went out and sold everything else. But do you know what attitude he had in selling everything else? Joy. He was glad to do it because in selling everything else, he would gain his treasure. Same with the man with the man who was chasing the pearl of great price. He had to go out and sell everything so he could obtain that treasure. I thought of. The example of marriage, Uh, when when you're going through the marriage ceremony, some of the wedding vows contain things like this. For better or worse, for richer or poorer, and in sickness and in health. You know what I thought about? That isn't multiple choice. You don't get to choose those things. There's something that you're guaranteeing that you'll stay true to your partner in, even in those times. We give ourselves in devotion to the treasure of having a healthy marriage. And that's what Jesus is saying, the obstacle to overcome is, is that fear that the price is too high, that I can't afford to follow Jesus if I give him all of me. We sang that song earlier. Take whatever I am. We sang that song. Salvation and discipleship is free, but it's not cheap. It comes at a cost, as we talked about last week. It's all in or it's nothing. That's the bottom line, Jesus said. You might remember this song from years past. We don't sing it too much these days. But it's a song that often used to be sung, uh, uh, sorry, the chorus of this song used to be sung as people came up out of the waters of of believers' baptism. And the words go like this. Down in the valley with my Saviour I will go, where the flowers are blooming and the sweet waters flow. Everywhere he leads me I will follow, follow on walking in his footsteps till the crown be won. And the chorus goes like this. Follow, follow, I will follow Jesus. Anywhere, everywhere, I will follow on. Follow, follow, I will follow Jesus. Everywhere he leads me, I will follow on. Why don't you read the next verse with me? Down in the valley with my Saviour I will go, where the storms are sweeping and the dark waters flow. With his hand to lead me, I will never, never fear. Danger cannot frighten me if my Lord is near. Follow, follow, I will follow Jesus. Anywhere, everywhere, I will follow on. Follow, follow, I will follow Jesus. Everywhere he leads me, I will follow on. The next verse is interesting because it's not smooth sailing. And the author of this hymn recognised that. It says, down in the valley or upon the mountain steep, close by my Saviour will my soul ever keep. He will lead me safely in the path he has trod up to where they gather on the hills of God. Whether it's a mountaintop experience with Jesus or whether it's a valley experience. Tough. Life is tough. Christ will lead us. And what's the last chorus say? Follow, follow. I'll follow Jesus anywhere, everywhere. I'll follow on. Follow, follow. I'll follow Jesus. Everywhere he leads me, I'll follow on. The doctrine of those lyrics is true. To gain our greatest treasure, we had to follow Jesus. But there is one obstacle that I think we all face. It's probably the biggest obstacle. It's the obstacle of surrendering control of our lives to him. Yeah. That word surrender comes from the Greek background of the word yield and the picture involved in that word yield is a conquering warrior with the, the conquered king on the ground and he's, he's got his boot on the neck of the conquered king and he says, yield. Surrender to me. Surrender. What do we need to surrender to gain Jesus as our treasure? We need to surrender to his leadership. We need to surrender to his direction and the path that he's taking us on. You know what will happen? Fans will give up when the going gets tough. We said that a couple of weeks ago. But followers will keep on going wherever Jesus leads us. Anybody read the story of Pilgrim's Progress? It It might have been a while ago. If you haven't read it for a while, grab it. I think we've got it in the the library here. Have a read of it. It's all about a guy called Christian who's on his journey to the celestial city. There are many occasions on that journey which the travel gets too hard and yet he persists. He's committed to his quest to get to the celestial city and ultimately he makes it there because that was his treasure. We need to know the treasure of Jesus. We need to know Jesus is our treasure. The object is the Lord Jesus. The objective is to walk with him daily, deny ourselves, take up our cross and the obstacles, we need to surrender daily to him. I want to pray this morning before I finish and perhaps there's something that God's spoken to you about that you need to surrender to him. Perhaps it's the decision that you're making. Perhaps he's telling you to do something and you're resisting. Then today as I pray, why don't you say, Lord, I surrender to you. I want you to be the treasurer of my life. I want you to be the priority in my life. And i tell you what, the stories that I've heard... Oh, by the way, if you visit that Kyle Idleman's not a fan site, you'll hear all these testimonies of people in video of what they, the changes in their life when they said, Christ first, Jesus first, and I will follow him. God did some amazing things in their lives. Let's pray. Dear Father, we thank you that the words of Jesus are simple. The pictures are clear that the treasure of, of having him of following him needs some effort we thank you that salvation is free but discipleship will cost us Father I pray for people here today who are making uh, significant or wanting to make significant changes in their lives Father wanting to trust you as you lead them please help them not to resist please help them to surrender please help them to surrender habits that are overwhelming please help them to surrender attitudes in life to you. Help each one of us, Father, to make you number one in our lives. Make the Lord Jesus number one in our lives. And Father, we pray that as we live lives with Jesus as our treasure, that as we live lives with being obedient to him first and doing what he tells us to do, our lives will be different. Our lives will point to Jesus. Father, we pray this, that Jesus will be the treasure in our lives. And I ask this in his name. Amen.